Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good morning. Welcome to Spotlight on Maryland. It's Gina Crash, your host for the next half hour or so. Really excited to introduce you to our two guests that, to my knowledge, I don't think we've ever had on this program before. First up, we have CEO of Volunteers of America, Chesapeake and Carolinas, Russ Snyder. Good morning, Russ. Good morning, Gina. Thank you for having us. And you are, yes, we're so excited. You're joining us by phone, and your colleague, Nicole Granger, has been beamed up on the Reported app here. She's your executive director of fundraising and development, also at Volunteers of America, Chesapeake, and Carolinas. Good morning, Nicole. Good morning, Gina. Great to be here. So excited to have you both. And we're, you're going to be like kind of swapping back and forth on these questions, um, you know, depending on what pertains to your, you know, your work that you do for Volunteers of America, Chesapeake and Carolinas. And I think, Russ, um, you know, uh, you'd be the best person to ask to lead things off. What is Volunteers of America, Chesapeake and Carolinas? Yeah, Volunteers of America, not a lot of folks know us, um, but, you know, we're probably one of the best kept secrets around. But we're a uh, faith-based nonprofit that's nationwide. Uh, Volunteers of America, Chesapeake and Carolinas is, is one of 30 affiliates or what we call affiliates, which are chapters. And we are also a Christian church without walls, so we uh, serve our region's most vulnerable individuals and families and provide human services and housing um, supports, as well as, you know, we provide the wraparound services to, uh, to make people successful. That's wonderful. And if anyone is not as familiar with the, you know, your best kept secret there, that's why I'm hoping this show really quite literally puts the spotlight on your organization um, and we can find out more about it. And uh, for the history, I know you guys had a have a big uh, uh, anniversary coming up. When were you founded and how many years have you been in operation? Yeah, so uh, we were founded by uh, social reformers Maud Ballington Booth in 1896, and um, they came here from England. Um, their father, their Ballington's father, was actually the founder of the Salvation Army in England, and came here to form the Salvation Army and decided to go on their own and, and created Volunteers America in 1896. So we're celebrating this year our 125-year anniversary, and our local affiliate actually is also celebrating this month. Our 125th year anniversary is a local affiliate and chapter, uh, which was formed here in Baltimore, Maryland. That is so cool. That's something to be proud of. And again, something yep. that maybe not everybody that's listening knows. That's great. Um, and what programs and services do you provide and to whom, Russ? It's a very broad organization, and we, we actually uh, provide services to over 11,000 men, women, and children in our particular service area. Um, but, you know, everywhere from returning citizens in Baltimore to the homeless uh, in lots of different parts of, of our, our footprint, uh, low-income families and supporting them in, in, in housing and veterans, 
at-risk youth and seniors and uh, we have a substance we have clinicians who actually support uh, those with dependency issues and those that have some form of mental illness so we have the our very broad-based uh, service platform and our programs uh, really uh, help those that where we what we really actually do is we meet people where they are whether that's an individual or family and we provide case management and we provide that that uplifting support in housing and our clinical services uh, support. And we actually are now just um, are offering primary care in certain of our locations. So it's a well-rounded organization, one that's uh, very complex and but has a robust uh, robust number of services that are available to a, a, a very, very broad organ, a broad population. Yeah, and I'm sure those have grown over the years as, you they know, have. people's needs have grown, and especially, you know, we'll talk more in a bit about the pandemic and how I'm sure that's you know, made that even more critical, those services. Um, And what is your coverage area? Because, you know, you've got the Chesapeake and Carolinas in your title. So, um, you know, if we get the big map out, what what kind of uh, coverage and service area are we talking about? Yeah, so we we were formed in Maryland uh, back way back in 1896, but have now expanded to the District of Columbia, uh, Virginia, uh, all the way down to the Hampton Roads area, uh, down to Richmond, actually over the Bristol, Virginia as well. And then have uh, just brought on, and we we merged our a local affiliate in North and South Carolina back in 2019, and actually served 61 counties in North Carolina, and served the northern part of uh, uh, South Carolina with services and housing. Wow. So we have brought broadened our footprint greatly. I'll say, wow, that's how do you have time? I'm surprised you had time to talk to us today, Russ. You guys are busy. No, we got lots of great people that work uh, on the direct uh, lines, and I've got a tremendous team and uh, with over 800 employees. That's fantastic. Yeah, you certainly don't do it alone. And as we were mentioning real quick before, uh, how did COVID-19 affect your programs and services, and how have you pivoted? I know that's a very popular word from when we pivoted. We're talking on the phone and on an app, for instance, but we're making it happen, right? Yeah, it was a very interesting, you know, 15, 16 months. And, um, you know, we back before the pandemic, we actually had a, a really good plan. Our chief operating officer and our teams actually really prepared well for uh, the pandemic, uh, which really, you know, impacted everyone in March. But we were ahead of the game and planning um, on what to do and how to respond to it. But some of the shifts, just to give examples, uh, some of our day programs where we have congregate uh, supporting services were just essentially closed down. Uh, we had um, to uh, really shift around and provide a new level of telehealth and tele- telemedicine with our, our clinical services and our primary care. Uh, but I think that the most impactful was really deploying and, and resourcing and sourcing um, our personal protective equipment to make sure that the safety and health of our employees and the clients uh, with, within our footprint were, were well protected. And that changed and evolved over. But honestly, I'm very proud of our organization. I'm proud of, proud of, proud of our direct support professionals, everybody on the front lines, because they really responded well. They responded well. We're providing a 24-7 service, and it didn't really slow us down too much other than the day support programs. Wow, that's good to hear. And before we introduce um, Nicole again, Nicole Granger, and to talk a little bit about your upcoming fundraiser, the Operation Backpack Campaign, um, just curious how long, Russ, you've been with the organization and sort of any personal connection, like what brought you there that maybe you were personally impacted in your youth or what? what's sort of the backstory there that led you to the great work you're doing now? 
Yeah, but prior to my uh, former career, I was actually in professional trade association management, so I was in the private sector, and um, I've been with Volunteers America Chesapeake Carolinas now. I'm in my 13th year, and it's been a passion of mine for those 13 years, even before that. But I am um, I did international and domestic uh, mission work uh, for the church that I was involved in at the time, and I felt a calling um, to actually, uh, from a higher purpose, and to do something different. So. In 2009, I took the, the plunge and went to the nonprofit world, and here we are today. And, uh, you know, it is my passion and it's my ministry. That's great. And you haven't looked back, right? And Not at all. And that's cool. And Nicole Granger, um, who we introduced you at the top of the show, Executive Director of Fundraising and Development, that sounds like you're in charge of getting um, some financial support to get great events and programs off the ground, right? Nicole, what's your job like? And let us know a little bit about that and also your background, too, that led you to Volunteers of America, Chesapeake, and Carolinas. Yeah, definitely. Um, So I do manage uh, our fundraising opportunities, um, whether that is private um, related, government related, uh, or through foundations. Uh, I also manage our marketing and communications. So really trying to make sure that our brand is well known in the community. Um, And it's been an awesome ride. I've actually been with the organization since November of 2019. And before that, I was an outside consultant supporting their fundraising and marketing efforts. Um, And I'm originally from California, but I've been over here in the Maryland and D.C. area for the past eight years. Uh, And I, I just have a passion for storytelling. Um, I am a creative by trade. I come from a communications and branding background. Uh, and so I just really love being able to share stories of impact about the great work that we're doing in communities in need. So it's been an awesome experience for me. Uh, I'd like to say that my job is really about um, helping people realize the change they want to see in communities that they care about. So it's it's been a great and really rewarding opportunity. That's awesome that you're there, you know, permanently now and your skills were needed before. And obviously there was a place for you there full time, which is great. And we wouldn't be uh, doing the most, well, one of the most important parts of your job, which is getting the word out. So let us know where people can find you online with your website. And I know you've got direct um, links there to your social media platforms, which are an important way to get the word out as well. Yeah, absolutely. So people can learn more about us and our work by going to voachesapeake.org. We have links there to all of our social media platforms. We are active on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Uh, So you can access those right away when you go to our website. That's so cool. And, you know, I when I went to your website, I noticed Operation Backpack, this awesome logo, yes. helping kids in need and a little QR code you can scan there and how people can get involved to support you guys. So I know you have a ton to do with it. Tell us uh, what is Operation Backpack and how can we get involved? Yeah, super excited to share. Uh, so Operation Backpack is Volunteers of America's initiative to fill the gap for our region's most vulnerable children. So from July 10th through August 29th, we are inviting the community to help us uh, collect donations, both in kind. We're looking for backpacks. We're looking for school supplies. um, And there's also an opportunity to help us raise um, funds to help us fill the gap for children in need as well. Um, we, we offer academic enrichment opportunities through our supportive housing programs. 
And the campaign is designed to help at least 2,500 homeless and underprivileged children in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia, and North Carolina area. So there are a number of ways to get involved. And the first one I'll let you all know is we are partnered with Brookfield Properties. Uh, so they manage a lot of commercial um, uh, locations, including some malls. So thanks to them, we're actually going to be occupying for the entire summer uh, retail space at a couple of malls throughout the area. So that includes the mall at Harbor Place, so the gallery at Harbor Place in Baltimore, right there in the harbor. We'll also be at the Columbia Mall in Howard County. And in Northern Virginia, we'll be at Ballston Quarter as well over in Arlington. And then way down in North Carolina, specifically Durham, we'll be at the streets at South Point Mall as well. So we're going to be there on alternating Fridays and Saturdays beginning on July 10th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. So people can come by, get to know us a little bit better, learn a little bit more about the campaign. Uh, and those will actually be where we will store all of our collected donations. So we'll store everything in those retail spaces so people can drop things off um, and we'll be collecting donations as well. That's great. And what a wonderful partner that is. And uh, that definitely hits some of the, you know, the areas that we serve. And then even in North Carolina, we have we have Odyssey stations in that area. So that's cool that that's all encompassing. And that's a great partner. Is there any, any other major partners in this campaign? Or would you say it's definitely Brookfield Properties for, for you know, the, the storage of those items and then eventually, you know, getting them distributed? Yeah, what's awesome is I think everyone just understands the importance of rallying behind supporting children in need, especially as they return to the in-classroom setting. Uh, so we have a lot of partners, actually, and we'll be bringing on partners throughout the campaign. Uh, I want to give a shout out to the John J. Leedy Foundation. They're based in Baltimore. They're actually our premier sponsor for the campaign. I mentioned Brookfield's. Edwards Performance Solutions, they're a technology company. They're also a sponsor. Uh, Cariology is a sponsor as well. Uh, Amera Group, and we're also excited about United Healthcare. They are a sponsor for the campaign. We also have ABC7, WJLA. They've actually been with us um, for a while. Uh, they've been supporting us for years. Fox 45, uh, WBFF Baltimore is also a sponsor. And I'm excited to let everyone know that in the North Carolina area, we're also sponsored with Starbucks. So 13 of their stores are actually going to be collecting supplies on our behalf. Wow. Uh, yeah. And we're, we're looking to um, um, potentially secure some more stores up in the Maryland area. Um, and we also have IKEA. IKEA is also a sponsor as well. Wow, you have been busy, Nicole. My goodness. And is it is it too late for anyone who's hearing this that like wants to lend a hand and donate for this or any of your other um, fundraisers and things? Is are you the point of contact for that? And is that something that is available still for people to participate in um, from the yeah. from the sponsorship angle? I should say. Oh, absolutely. Yes. We are actively looking for sponsors. Um, our goal this year, our monetary goal for the campaign is to raise $40,000. And this helps us 
purchase any additional supplies we need uh, and provide some academic enrichment op opportunities. I'm excited to let everyone know that we've already raised $15,000 wow. towards that goal. That's amazing. So yeah, we're super excited. And this has been made possible by our sponsors since we're just getting started with kicking off the campaign on July 10th. So we we definitely need more sponsors to get us towards that goal. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, maybe we tug at the heartstrings a little bit. Tell us um, and those that are thinking about donating, you know, um, why it's such an important campaign and what the need is right now, which I know is great. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a lot of statistics out there that show um, why low income children um, are often in great need of just resources to be successful in school. I was just reading the other day that according to the National Center for Homeless Education, uh, the number of homeless children in the DC area rose uh, from 6,200 to 7,400. So that was a 19% increase over the past couple of years. And in Maryland, we've seen an 8% increase in homelessness among students. So that number rose from 17,100 to 17,600. And we know that these rates have only worsened over the past year during the pandemic as families struggle to weather the economic effects of COVID-19. And to be honest, with the CDC's moratorium on evictions scheduled to be lifted at the end of July, we're going to see a spike in homelessness as families who have not been able to pay their rent uh, are faced with eviction. And there's plenty of data out there. I'm thinking of the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Agency that show um, that by the time a homeless child is eight years old, one in three have a major mental disorder. And homeless children are also they have twice the rate of learning disabilities and three times the rate of emotional and behavioral issues. Uh, but we also know just from the economic side, these single moms um, and families that have been struggling over the past year, they, they don't have the resources they need to provide their kid a new backpack for the year so that they can go in feeling confident. Um, so that's really what this campaign is about. It's about equipping those kids who would otherwise be without these resources with what they need. You're right. That's so, so important. And you brought up a good point, too, that, you know, as kids return to in-person classes, if you're having a housing issue, um, you know, and there's things like, I mean, the digital divide and Wi-Fi and all of those inequities sometimes, mm -hmm. um, there's just a lot. There's a lot to manage. And so this this couldn't be more important because if we if we don't help through the great work of Volunteers of America, Chesapeake mm -hmm. and Carolinas, then who's going to who's going to help those kids? Yeah, exactly. And and I'll just say, Russ mentioned the services that we offer. Uh, we have about 800 children that we are supporting through our homeless services. So we have shelters and transitional housing. Um, we also have supportive housing. So this is permanent housing, uh, a place for people to call home who are either low income or have experienced homelessness. And within those housing programs, we support anywhere from 200 to 300 kids a year. 
So they will greatly benefit from this, but we're also partnering with some Title I schools in the area to support more kids in the community, too. That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. And are there any, um, you know, people love success stories. Are there any specific success success stories that come to mind that you'd like to share when you're talking about kids that have, you know, been in your programs and then have um, been able to move on and lead, uh, you know, their best lives? Yeah. So what, one success story that I'll give, and it's just kind of uh, broader showing how impactful this campaign can be. Last year when we hosted this, and we've been running Operation Backpack for over a decade now, uh, we were hyper-focused on making sure that children had access to remote learning. So typically, we ask the community to give us backpacks and supplies. Last year, we invited everyone to help us uh, get laptops and things like that to really bridge that digital divide. Um, and there was actually a, uh, a football player by the name of Yannick Ngakwe. Um, I believe he uh, was still playing for the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. He actually sponsored, he sponsored um, $7,000 worth of laptops for kids. Um, and a lot of those went to children in our Prince George's County supportive housing program called Eastern Avenue in Seat Pleasant, Maryland. And they were so excited um, because they would have been without that. Um, and that that was just a really great opportunity to work with such a force in the community. Yeah, that's so cool. I mean, gosh, you know, because these players are, are, you know, kids look up to them. And then when they do something like that, so generous, that just means so much that they're never going to forget that generosity. That's so cool. And uh, maybe hopefully this program will inspire other people to come forward like that and help you out. Do you, At this moment in time, what would you say um, is, you know, your greatest need? And um, we'll bring Russ back in a little bit to talk about that. Um, Russ, what are your, you know, you're looking at your big projections there. So what would you say um, if you're trying to get help right now? Like, what are your, what are your greatest needs? Yeah, as Nicole said, there, there's, there's, it's incredible the need that we have to support uh, men, women, and children in, in, our, in, in our services. It's, it's just a, it, the needs everywhere is going to continue to grow as we come out of the, the pandemic even further. There's going to be things that are with med, people with mental illness, uh, folks that become homeless. And we just, honestly, the, the easiest answer is that plug in, plug in the nonprofits like ours, like Volunteers of America, Chesapeake and Carolinas. We need your help. We need your support. We need it from a volunteer perspective. We, you know, you can do a number of different volunteer uh, uh, projects with us. Uh, we, but we really just need you to plug in, learn, and ed- educate yourself and, and your radio, your radio um, population that we're talking to right now. Educate about nonprofits. The need out there is so great. It's, in, it's incredible. Before I came into the nonprofit world, I had you know first glimpse of what was going on in international, in Guatemala, in, in Honduras, in Russia, and then in Appalachia. But it is something that evolved me over my, my adult, adulthood and lifetime that I need to serve and I need to plug into organizations like Volunteers America to help people. That's what it's all about is to give back. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And and that's a good uh, time, I think, now to, to ask how people listening to this broadcast can help specifically. What's the most impactful way they can do that? Yeah, they can they can just reach out to us uh, through our, our website. They can email Nicole or myself or just give us a call and just offer their help. Um, and the, the, there's really three areas. One is the is to give their time 
to, it could be to a homeless shelter, it could be to a family that needs support from transportation, uh, to actually, uh, feed food or clothing. I mean, it's just, it's very unique. Uh, we can, we can sort of map the need to what the volunteer would be doing. Resources. We're always looking for resources to support the gap that we always have in providing the services and the programs and the, the items that these, these folks need, whether it's an individual or families. And then really the third area is, this, um, you know, if, if anybody's ever interested in becoming part of our, our governance structure, board members, we need people to help us uh, reach out, build awareness in the community about what we're doing, the good work we're doing, and the impact we're making in the communities. But the only way to do that is to get involved and to introduce us to your to your contacts. That's important, and that's how you can, you know, carry on for over 10 years now, Operation Backpack and great events and uh, fundraisers exactly. like that. Yeah, with that partnership. Um, now, Nicole, real quick, with your um, fundraising background, are there other, um, you know, fundraising campaigns in the upcoming fall or winter, or is it really most important now to focus on Operation Backpackers? Is there anything else you wanted to mention before we go over those specifics again? Because I think maybe it would be nice to repeat those locations again and the time frame and that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. So Operation Backpack is our current campaign right now. Um, But we also do have another campaign called Adopt a Family, which usually starts off uh, towards the beginning of fall and runs through Christmas time. And that is really fun. That's an opportunity for the community to help us gather things like toys, um, Christmas meals, and things like that for our families that may not have the resources uh, they need to to have a Christmas celebration. So adopt a family is something that will be coming up. Uh, we also have our Harvest for Hope fundraiser, and this is one of our premier fundraisers specifically for our Virginia and DC programs. This is designed to help cover our administrative and operating gap, um, which, uh, as you know, is something that nonprofits uh, regularly um, have to figure out how to fund for. Yep. You know, it's it's um, I, I love chatting with donors uh, to help them kind of understand, you know, what does it actually take to make this life changing program uh, work? You know, that we've got some really dedicated staff who are there on the front lines, um, really addressing the immediate needs of those in need and in order for our programs to function, we need to cover those operating costs. Um, and then we also, for Maryland, we actually just finished our Voice of Faith campaign. That's usually at the beginning of the summer in the June timeframe, and that's to support our Maryland programs. And those are the, the fundraisers we have so far. Great. So we've got, um, you guys are busy. We've got two minutes left. So if we want to tell people again, Operation Backpack to start at July 10th through August 29th, um, those uh, locations for the, the malls, again, where people can uh, make those donations for Operation Backpack, if we could um, repeat those real quick. Absolutely. So you can drop by uh, the gallery at Harbor Place, which is located at 200 East Pratt Street in Baltimore. Um, I will actually be there uh, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. starting this Saturday, July 10th. um, And it will be alternating Saturdays and Fridays. We've got the schedule up on our website. So definitely check that out. We'll also be at the Mall in Columbia and... Also, Boston Quarter, which is at 4238 Wilson Boulevard in Arlington. And then the streets at South Point, which is at 6910 Fayetteville in Durham. 
gotcha for our friends in uh, in North Carolina. So awesome. We got, oh gosh, we have one minute left. Uh, if you guys want to wrap it up with anything I've forgotten to ask you that you want to make sure you get yeah. out there. Yeah. The one thing that I'll add is if you're not able to come by the mall and drop off items, uh, we're actually helping corporate sponsors, churches, other groups coordinate their own uh, supply drives. So we'll provide you our branded materials, our bins. It's a great team building opportunity. So if you want to plan that for your church or organization, just reach out to us by going to the website uh, and we will coordinate that for you. Also, if you're unable to do that, um, just making a donation so we can go out and buy the supplies we need uh, would be awesome. And yeah. all that information is there as well. At VOHSapeak.org. Thank you so much, you guys. We've been joined by Nicole Granger, Executive Director of Fundraising and Development, who was just speaking, and your CEO, Russ Snyder, part of Volunteers of America. Chesapeake and Carolina celebrating 125 years and over t- a decade of Operation Backpack, which again is going on july 10th through august 29th find out more on their website thank you both for joining me and thanks for all thank you, you do. yeah thank you this is awesome. our pleasure yes oh my gosh we had a great time talking to you and uh, definitely with all the things going on in the fall we'll have to check back in with you again soon good deal thank you gina all right awesome. thanks so much thank you thank both you. this has been a production of odyssey baltimore we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.